to welcome you this morning to New Life Horizon Church. We want to welcome those who are on their way. We want to welcome those who are here. We want to give God thanks for your life. We want to give God thanks for those who are listening. And we want to come this morning with grateful and thankful hearts, with praise upon our lips. We want to welcome you this morning. Welcome to all those who are near and those who are far. This morning we want to come into your presence, Father. We want to quiet our hearts and quiet our minds and our souls. May all the cares and the concerns of this week, we lay them at your feet. And we want to come into your presence with thanksgiving. We choose this day, Lord, to serve you. We choose to bow down and to worship you, Lord. We choose to acknowledge that you are the only true and living God. We choose to recognize, Lord God, that there is no one else but you. We choose to recognize you as our Father. You alone are Lord. And we say to you, Lord, be Lord in our lives. Take over our lives and be Lord in our lives. Be Lord in this service today. Be the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the conquering Lion of Judah. Lord God, you are the bright and morning star. There is no one else but you. You are mighty. You are awesome. You are ever living. You are ever faithful. You are ever true. And so this morning, we want to thank you, Father. We want to thank you for all these attributes about you, Lord. Lord, that we take for granted so many times. Forgive us, Lord, where we have, have, have made our problem large before you. Forgive us, Lord, where we have not come running to you first. Forgive us, Lord, where we have not recognized that we're but pebbles before you, Lord, and you still love us, and you, we are still important to you. We are still a child of the King. Forgive us, Lord, where we limit you so much, Father God, where we limit you. Lord, let this day be a new day where we remove all the boxes from around you and let you alone be God. You alone be Lord. We welcome you in the service. We welcome you here today, Lord. We know that you are omnipresent, that you are always, you are everywhere. And therefore, Lord God, we just want to say to you, come and take over the service. Be lifted up, be exalted, be, be high and be glorified, oh God, because there is no one else like you. Lord, come and take this atmosphere, Lord, and move in this atmosphere, Lord. Let everything work according to your purposes and according to your will, that today you'll be glorified. Today you'll be magnified through us, in us, Lord God. Everything that we do, we think and we say, Lord God, it will be to honor you. We honor you today, Lord God. We honor you because you are Lord. And there is no other, nothing else but you, Lord. Lord, you look outside and the, the, the heavens declare your glory. The mountains come before you and worship you. The trees, the, 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 the flowers, the animals. Lord, today let us do everything that 
that we have towards you as unto worship towards you. Lord, you are the most high God. You are the ever living, the ever faithful God. And so, Lord, we lift you up this morning and magnify your name and thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy towards us. Your loving kindness towards us, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that we're able to come into your presence this morning. Thank you for sending your son on that cross that we're able to come and speak to you directly, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for redeeming us from the pits of hell, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming us from Egypt and taking us into a land of Canaan, Father God, where it is filled with milk and honey. Thank you, Lord, that you are merciful, that you are good, that you are kind, that you are generous towards all. Thank you, Lord, that you reign on the just and the unjust, Lord God. Thank you for who you are, Lord Jesus. Lord, come and have your way. Come and have your way in this place, Lord. We bind every single principality and power over this atmosphere that would hinder our praise this morning. And even now, Lord God, we thank you, Father God, that you are in us and you're moving through us and, and you're moving in different ways, Lord. And even when we don't understand, we choose to praise you, Lord God. When we don't understand and we don't know what you're doing, Lord God, we will still praise you, Lord God, because you are God and you are sovereign above all. And so this morning, come Lord, come tabernacle with us, come and move with us, come and be with us, come and sit with us as we worship as your feet, Lord, as we magnify your name, as we glorify you, because you are awesome above everything else. You are the most high God. And we give you thanks, Lord. This morning's scripture reading is taken from... 1st Chronicles 16 it was a song from David a song of thanksgiving and in verse 8 it says oh give thanks to the Lord call upon his name make known to his deeds among his the people sing to him sing songs to him talk of all his wondrous works Glory is name, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works which he have done, his wonders and his judgment of his mouth. O oh, seed of Israel, his servant, your children of Jacob, his chosen ones. His Lord, are, he is Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever. The word which he has commanded for those thousand generation the covenant which he has made with Abraham and his oath with to Isaac and confirm to Jacob 
for a statue. To Israel for everlasting covenant. Saying to you, I will give you the land of Canaan as atonement of your inheritance. When were you few in numbers, indeed very few strangers, when they went from nation to nation and from kingdom to kingdom, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake, saying, do not touch my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare the glory among the nations, his wonders among all his people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also feared above all gods. For all gods of the people are idols, but the Lord has made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give to the Lord, O ye families of these people. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. The world also is firmly established, but it shall not be moved. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, and let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all its fullness, let the fields rejoice, and all that is in it. Let the trees and the woods rejoice before the Lord. For he's coming to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. And his mercies endures forever. And say, save us. Oh God. Of our salvation. Gather us together. Deliver us from the Gentiles. Give thanks to your holy name. To triumph in your praise. Blessed is the Lord, God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said, Amen. And praise the Lord. Here endeth the reading of the word of God. Let us come into his presence with sacrifice of praise. Let us honor him, not just with our lips, with our hearts, with our being. Let us just worship the Lord this morning.
Let us magnify him, give him thanks, because he's holy and he's worthy to be praised. Lord, we thank you that you inhabit our praises. Lord, we pray and we ask you to fill our hearts with your goodness. And for those who are listening or joining us, Lord, we pray also that their hearts will be filled with joy so as to overcome this hopelessness that the world is feeling right now. So Lord, we thank you that you are a good, good father to us. You say that, Lord, you never leave us nor forsake us. Even when our mother or fathers leave us, you say you will never. And Lord, we believe you because you love us so much that you came into this world to die for our sins. So Lord, we thank you. selected um, you know as I said the songs um, I usually make a, a small connection between the, the titles of the songs and it's, it's a message in, in itself so this is what the, the songs will say to you the Lord will say I am mighty to save because I'm a good good father who is awesome like me 
Why won't you, won't you trust in me? When you seek me, I will make a way that is plain and clear. And you will see, and I will do it again. So Lord, thank you again that you can speak to us in so many ways, so many avenues, so many insights that we sometimes overlook. So Lord, as we get into the word, we pray for the illumination of your Holy Spirit upon our, upon our hearts and upon the written word that what we have seen, saw, Lord, that you will make this new into our eyes. That, Lord, you will continue to confirm to us your goodness and your mercy. And that each day that we get the opportunity to praise you, that we'll make the best use of it and that we'll do it to the best of our ability. In these things we ask and thank in your holy, precious Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Okay, it is still morning, so good morning everybody. Good morning, morning. And for those who are joining online, depending on your time zone, good night, good afternoon, good evening. And good morning. So as we continue in the book of Colossians, and last week we, we talked about the benefits and the benefits of um, having Christ and the thing of being blessed with the benefits. Um, as I was talking with a sister yesterday, we realized if you have a, a job and if you have another job that has better benefits, you will sometimes leave the job that you have to go to the job that has better benefits. And we realize that is so true because though you might have two jobs paying the same amount of money, but one job has a lot more benefits than the other, it is natural for us to go to the one that has better benefits because we know the benefits it's, it's what that counts. You know, some jobs that care for their employees, they will put incentives where they will get their vacation time immediately when they start to work. I know some places, they make you wait like a year before you get vacation. Some places, you wait three, three months. Uh, I remember I got a job, man. The, the guy told me immediately that my vacation was effective. I said, um, sir, could you repeat? I wasn't sure that I heard you right. So you're telling me that if I want to take a week off from today, I can do that? He said, sure. The, that's part of the benefits. I said, sir, I have never heard that before, but I thank you so much <laughs> that that is a good benefit. And I remember when I was telling my friends that, I just got the job, and I was able to take a week off. They say, it must be crazy. Which place is that? Nobody's doing that anymore. I said, yeah, it's, it's the fuel. So we realize the benefits make a difference. And so it is that, as in Christ, we have benefits. And um, I think the Lord was saying that somehow 
if you have the benefits and you don't use it, you will not gain anything from it. So in the Christendom, when we come into Christ, um, sometimes we are not told the benefits. I remember growing up in, in, um, in some in churches that we went to, we were only told the bad things not to do. We weren't told what we could do or how we could enjoy this relationship. And then when I look at the older folks, they weren't so joyful. They, it's like coming to church was a burden. They never seem happy. They are always have a miserable look on their face. So it, so it was when somebody was presented Christ, presenting Christ to me, I would normally have to object because I said, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to always look so miserable. They give you a list of things that you can't do, you can't wear, you can't, you know. But they didn't share with us the joys and the, the fullness of knowing the Lord and that you can be alone and not alone when you can sing and call up to Him and you can feel His presence all around you. When you're at your lowest point, you can say, Jesus, and He's right there to comfort you. They, they did not explain to us the benefits that we have in Christ. And so it is today, um, we want to remind everybody of the benefits. But there, um, as we talk about the benefits, we, um, there's another word that came up to me with um, clothing. And uh, as I remember growing up, uh, when we went to the country, uh, we did not have the water facilities running in the house. So we had to take showers outside at the side of the house. Uh, we didn't have any fence. The fence was some, some bushes or some, some hedging uh, that they'll put up. And um, it was the side of the house, a lot of people would walk past. So if you're taking a bath in the bucket, um, unfortunately, you will be seen. <laughs> and as kids, kids usually... There was a certain time that you will take a shower, so I, I'm assuming that they will actually time me and say, "Oh, it's near one o'clock. Everybody's going to take a shower now." And you know, and um, I saw kids coming around, and my grandma said, "Oh, come time to bed." I said, "No, grandma. Um, could we wait a little bit longer when everybody passed?" She said, "No. What are you ashamed of?" <laughs> I said, "No. I, I, the, the bath doesn't cover my whole body." <laughs> so she said. Boy, better stand up and be it. <laughs> and um, it was so terrifying that um, I realized that that experience, everybody who, who grew up in the country at some point might have experienced that. The whole thing of being naked in front of everybody, it is it, something that rip your soul. <laughs> Like you say, you're, you're being seen and exposed to everybody. <laughs> it, it wasn't a good feeling. But at the time, I guess everybody was, um, was bold enough to, to take the shower at that time. So it is that I remember clothing now. So being naked wasn't a good thing. And I remember clothing that 
everybody loves new clothes. Everybody, um, for the most part, when, especially Sunday evening, you put on your, your Sunday best, as I say, you put on your nice little thing and you go to the square, and I think there was only one street light. Everybody bundled on the, everybody bundled on the street light. Yeah, that was in um, Kellogg's Clarendon, where at the time, I think I was a teenager, so. So I had a, a cousin that he was very adventurous. He, um, his boldness, I don't know, he, he was kind of stubborn. He didn't listen to, to, um, to any advice from the adults. He would always disobey. But for some reason, um, um, myself and him got close. And anywhere he was going, he was a Kirk, we're going there. I said, um, no, have we checked with the adults first? He said, why? Were you afraid of? I said, no, um, I wouldn't like the punishment when we went back home. He said, oh, don't worry about that, man, that will pass. So that was his, his thing with punishment. It, it didn't mean anything. They could beat him from now until tomorrow. It's like he didn't care. And so it is that we recognize that there are some persons in the world like that where no matter how much God punish them, it's like they don't care. They, just, uh, they do what they want to do and they don't think about the consequences. But, you know, in God, we, we, we have to think differently. So if you have your tablets, your iPhone, your Android, or anything that has the Bible app, we are going to read from Colossians 3. Let me bring it up. And um, we're going to go from verse 1 to 12. Um, do we have a volunteer reader here who can volunteer to read the scripture for us? So, Colossians 3, 1 to 12. Colossians 3, 1 to 12 says, Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. I'm sorry, this is the NLT, New Life Living Translation. Set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden in Christ, hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater. Worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Do not lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked 
its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave, or free. Christ is all that matters and He lives in all of us. Verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So wonderfully read. So the, the title of this message today is Raised with Christ, and the subtitle is Put On. So as I was uh, mentioning before that we, at that time and even now, clothing was something that was important to us. It, it kept, kept us warm if it's cold, and it keeps us cool when it's um, a little bit warmer in terms of the layers that we put on. And um, for some persons, having some some type of clothing meant uh, distinction in your position um, where you could see that that person was a priest because of his priestly garments and um, or that person is a tax collector because of what he wore or that person was um, the lady of the night or a prostitute because of what she had on or that lady she's a widow because there are certain significance that came with clothing that meant more to us then than now. Now, uh, it's probably people wear less clothing because they want to show their physical attractiveness. But um, the Lord wants us to cover ourselves and He wants us to to put things on not because it's any shame because he made our bodies and we were there in the garden and as we remember they weren't wearing any clothes but they were clothed in his glory being naked they were clothed in his glory but because of the fall the glory left and then he, he himself had to clothe them he had to sacrifice an animal to cover them their physical being because now sin entered and then um, the body had to be covered that way so it is that he wants us now to to put on certain clothing he, he wants us to be known for people who are clothed in righteousness so I was always saying how can you be clothed in righteousness and how can you put these things on because it's not a physical garment, it's not a physical clothes. But because of the example that we know of of putting on clothes, we know there are certain layers in which we wear our clothing. There's a an inner layer of clothing that goes under our outer layer of clothing. And we know we have to put this the inner layer on first. It will be sad to see 
somebody walking down the street having their pants on and having their underwear over their pants. Um, I think somebody mentioned that some persons do, but it will be something not normal and it will cause some attraction, some attention. People say, why is this guy wearing his underwear over his pants? That don't make any sense. Because we know that we have undergarments that um, to be covered, not to be seen in public. And um, so sometimes I, I get confused because um, people say they're going to the beach and they're wearing less than undergarment because they are near a body of water. Um, the beach, uh, so the, there, was, um, there was an issue in the, in the I think it, came, it, it made the news in, in the Muslim religion, um, some ladies wanted to swim. And you know, they are very strict in how their ladies are supposed to dress and present themselves in public. So one of, well, uh, uh, a Muslim lady came up with a design that it was like a tights, went them to their ankles, and long sleeve to their wrist, and they still have on their head garment, and they were able to swim with it, swim with it, and it was comfortable for them because they are not exposing any areas of their bodies, but it still, it still came up as a big debate, even in even in England, in, in Europe. Because it, it was it was banned because the men did not like the ladies being dressed that way. But the men also can go in the water without clothing. But the women had to be clothed from their neck and over their eyes, right up to their ankles, to their wrist, and um, it was a big debate. But the Lord wants us to. To be clothed in righteousness and he wants us to to put on um, so as you remember there's another scripture that I need to find when he talks about put on the the, 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 the armor he wants us to put on the the thing that protects us so when God when God asks us to put on anything um, it is more a renewing of our mind. So he said in verse 10, And you have put on a new self, which is being renewed in knowledge of the image of the Creator. That's verse 10, Colossians 3, 10. So he wants us to put on a new self. Alright, the new self that we get um, for those who are who have the ability to listen to this broadcast? If you are not born again, and the born again experience means that you have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, then a new self is being revealed, where it says, "All thing, all things are passed away, and behold, this is new." So the new, the newness in God where we have to depart from the old. But after we have gotten that, that, um, that experience of salvation, we have to now therefore do some work. Um, everybody know that um, 
I have this affinity with animals. And the, my, my newest adventure is the, is the raccoons. And uh, I've been studying them a little bit and I've been doing some research. And it says that the mother raccoon will have the baby raccoons for like three, four months. And she will have them, she will train them, they will mimic everything they see her do, they will do the same. They will do it um, up to the point. They, they, if she turn left, they turn left. They will do it so, so precise. But guess what? After the three, four months, they are on their own. She's going to teach them how to hunt for food, how to find a place to sleep or a place to live. Um, and that's it. After that, they're on their own. But when we think, think about coming in Christ and we, we think about not knowing a lot of stuff and some of the stuff is, is new to us, the experience is new, um, sometimes we don't have the, the ability to have somebody to, to mentor us. And that is when we realize that discipleship becomes a, a, a help. So, so I remember when, when I got saved, and I can say probably I got saved the first time because um, there was a, a time when I walked away from the Lord, um, being saved and not understanding the challenges, and I still had the same old friends that wanted to do the same things that I was doing, but there was something in my heart that was objecting to do the same things that I, because I, I knew I experienced the salvation on the Friday night um, when my brother led me to the Lord. But I could not articulate to my then friends that, hey, I cannot continue doing this. I couldn't explain. I, I, I was um, more timid enough to stand up to them because uh, as, as a sister shared, when persons heard that she got saved, they said they were going to give her a week because they knew how the sister was before. And But thanks be to God, we realized the, the transforming power of the Holy Spirit that has kept the sister to this day. And we say hallelujah for the goodness of God because we realized there is a, is, a, is a power at work in us that all we have to do is to say yes and to work within the, par the parameters with goodness. So therefore, there, when, we, when the Lord tells us to put certain things on, He wants us therefore to take some things off. Because you see, when we think about the, the, the wine skin it says that you cannot pour new wine into an old wine skin that was not a natural experience meaning that if you pour new wine in an old wine skin it will burst it will not take the capacity of the new wine because the wine will expand the wine will fill every area of that container and it will ferment and it will burst so it is that with the regeneration of, of the Holy Spirit coming in us, we cannot come to God in the same way. We have to put some, a lot of things to death. And, and as you say in Colossians 3 verse 5, it says, 
put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. He, he even give a list because he said, what is that? People might ask a question, what is this earthly nature that the Lord is talking about? He said, put to death sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must also, he said there are some more things that we need to get rid of. You, you must now also rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with the practices. So we realize once we have been born again in the salvation experience, there are things that we supposed to take off and not be a part of. And sometimes I said, if you want to see a tree you can tell a tree by its fruit, the fruit that it produces. Um, you can look at somebody's life and see are they provide, are they um, producing fruit. But God is so good that He said that if you are not um, provide um, producing fruit, He's going to cut or prune those things away to make us better, to make us glorify Him. But the pruning and the cutting away. So guess what? He wants to give us the opportunity to do it first. Because when he cuts, it's a clean cut. <laughs> he said the word is like a double-edged sword. It goes one way and cut back the other way. But he, he's given us the opportunity, the good, good father he is, to do it ourselves. Uh, there, there is a, a time of grieving because he said, um, these things that we once enjoy and, and see there is a misconception in, in the church that they say that sin isn't nice um, for somebody to say that they probably weren't experiencing the sin to any level the sin and the enticement of sin is very nice looking at the natural person because he said this is an earthly and a natural desire. But because we are being clothed with righteousness, we have to put on the new self. And how can we put on a new self? We have to renew our minds to say, okay, these are the things that we can't do. Let us look at the things that we can do. So, so he said... It goes across all borders. Whether you are a Jew, a male, female, slave or free. Because he said in verse 12 that these are the things that I want my people to be clothed with. He said, therefore, as God, God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
and I can even continue to verse 13. It says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So we realize there's also a progression in putting on the, the new self or the new life. Even though we know it's immediate, it's, it comes with obedience. Um, there is a, I don't know if you remember this movie with uh, Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump was standing before the drill sergeant and he said to Forrest Gump, what is the purpose of you being here in the army? He said, to do anything you say, drill sergeant. And the drill sergeant smiled as I remember the scene and said, this man is a genius. This <laughs> because Forrest Gump realized that for him to succeed, he has to do everything that the drill sergeant said. And he was quickly promoted. Even though people might say he was simple-minded, but that, that idea to do everything that you tell me to do, Jill Sergeant. And I think, in looking at it on the other side, I think that's what the Lord wants us to do. When he gives us a command, when he gives us a, a, a mandate, he wants us to do exactly what he tells us to do. Because we realize when he told Saul, Paul, Saul at the time to go and kill everything in that country, he did not do everything. He kept back some of it and, and say that he did look good. And the Lord was displeased with him because he said, you did not wholly obey my command. You did it half-heartedly. You did it partially. You said, oh yes, I killed some, but I kept some because of people. So he was more afraid of the people. And then he was a king. He had all right to, to obey the commandment. And so it is in our life that we have to make sure that we obey his commandment because the Lord is good and you see if we can even think about being in an army um, there was a, a Facebook post that I saw it, um, it looked kind of funny but the, the idea the, the theme of the argument was that we are stronger together than individually so the, the post went like this there was a, a single crab walking on the beach and there was a seagull that saw him and said, yes, this is dinner. So the seagull, the seagull was, lur was lurching down onto him. And then he cried out <laughs> to his fellow crab mates. <laughs> and they all came together with their, they call it, their claws and everything up. And they all banded together to close. And when the bird came down, all of them <laughs> cut him up like scissors. And he, he was featherless. <laughs> But it, it was a funny, it was funny, but the idea that we are stronger together than, than as an individual. And so when we think about, when he said also to put on, put on the, the garments. So guess what? There's a next garment that he says, when there's a spirit of heaviness, he said we must put on the garments of praise. And I, 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 I can imagine David running for the garment to put on just to worship. You, we can see the, the, the literal 
and the spiritual working together. That even though we don't have a garment, but there's a mindset. There's a mindset of putting on the garment. Because guess what? When there is a, a heaviness that comes upon us, that is a benefit that we have as believers. That we can put on the garment and we can, we can actually praise out the, the, the depression. We can praise out the, the hopelessness. Because that is something that I believe is moving rampant all over. It, it, it is even seeping in the church where there is a spirit of hopelessness among the people. Um, I was talking to a dear sister at work and um, for that evening I noticed that she wasn't going home. She was sitting at her desk. Uh, you know, I was kind of concerned because normally at 5 o'clock everybody exit the building as if there was a fire going on, you know. Everybody is a quick exit. But I saw her um, sitting down with her head with her head down and me being curious. I say, hey, um, sister, everything okay? And she said to me that she feel like um, killing herself. And I said, okay, it, it seemed a little bit serious now. I so I, um, just quest uh, I was start starting to question her and um, I said, what's going on? She said, she's tired of her life. She's not seen any progress. Um, she's working, working hard, trying to save, um, trying to buy a house, trying to, the car um, that she had is an older car. It broke down a couple of times. Um, she went to the garage and they, they were charging her arm and a leg. And she didn't know where the money was coming from. And then she said, it's the best thing I kill myself because um, nobody will miss me. And my life don't matter. And, um, you know. So I said, no. I said, no, sister. Um, you're probably looking at, looking at it in a bad light. I know you're feeling this way and um, I could tell you that this thing is temporary. It won't, this thing a month from now, it, it won't be the same. But then after I, I, I stayed with her and talked with her a little bit afterwards and you know, kind of made sure she was okay. Uh, I said, text me when you reach home just to make sure you reach home good, you know. Because she was saying that she was, she was going to go somewhere or she was going to go to a bar or something to drink some, some drinks and kind of wash her, 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 her heart away. I said, no, guess what? I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to be better tomorrow. So um, she came back. She texted me that she, she was home okay. And then I think, you know, after you reflect on the whole thing, she said, um, Kirk, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And then the next day she came to work and she was, you know, thankful that, that I was there with her. So look at this now. How many persons who are probably going through the same thing and don't have anybody to call? Um, I asked her, do you have a friend? Do you have somebody you could hang out with? She said, no. Everybody is. And then, then, then to make it worse, she was single. And she wanted a husband for so long. And she said, all our friends, they are married with kids. And 
they're every minute they're going on vacation and you know so what then I got a slight revelation I got a slight revelation of what the issue was the issue wasn't her life the issue that she was comparing her life with her friends because everybody was of the same age group everybody went to high school and college together um, everybody still married Everybody have their kids and their family. Everybody have their own house. She's still paying rent. So she's saying that, huh, I am not going anywhere. I'm going, like I'm going backwards more than forward. So what the sense? But I said to her, no, don't look at that. You are looking at the outward expression of what's going on. They, they too have issues and struggles that you probably don't know about because they're probably not sharing them with you. Because, you see, when you think about Facebook and Instagram, nobody puts any real life situation like, hey, um, guys, pray for me, I lost my job today, or, hey, guys, um, my kids, you know, you know, everybody put this highlighted, oh, we are in Disney World, oh, we, we are in Hollywood, oh, we are playing golf um, on the seas, oh, we, 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 we're going to Bahamas together, here, we're on the beach. You know, we're doing this. And you see, then because people looking on, it, it creates this, this fake or this false sense of achievement when we know it's a lie. But what we don't want to do, we don't want to compare ourselves with, with, with persons that way. They are probably um, in debt to their eyeballs. They're probably driving a car and can't make the payments. But because, because she's looking at what she's seen on the outward, that, that is what is keeping her and making her feel less than. So I said, I said sister, don't compare yourself with them. Uh, what, we, what you can do, you can take, take your time and if you need to try to get out of some of the debt, you can take your time and pay it off. You can call them, you can make some arrangements. But um, you didn't get this way overnight. This, this thing didn't just fall on you. There were probably some decisions that you you didn't get to do or you know not blaming you for that but I mean the idea of um, you know then she mentioned is almost like every time she tries something it didn't work so I said alright probably what you're doing you're trying it um, in your own eyes as a sister read today that we are not supposed to trust trust in the things more than God. She's, she's trusting in the things. So one of the statements that she made is that, um, you know, those, those her friends, their, their husband, um, have good jobs. And the, she, she said, she mentioned this, that they bought one of the wives a Maserati um, sports car for her, for like a gift. It wasn't any anything it wasn't her birthday it was I think I think I think it was even Valentine's she just, just bought her a Maserati and said hey that's for you so then she said wow she feels so bad because nobody ever bought her anything <laughs> but there goes the comparison of of that and that 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 is which we have to be careful because I remember David had the same issue he went to God and said God I am serving you faithfully. I am trusting you. But how it is that I am looking at the unrighteous 
And it looks, it seems as if they are prospering. And the Lord said, don't look at them. Their, their days are numbered. So then David said, okay. Then he realized the wisdom came in. He went back into the house of the Lord and then he started to worship. Then he saw the beauty of the Lord. Then he, he, he gazed upon his, his, his countenance and he was filled with praise. So, so we, 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 we identify when moments like those happen, we have to catch ourselves and remember who God is. Because sometimes the, the enemy wants us to forget how good God is. He wants us to forget that God is a good, good father. He's the best father that anybody can have. Even the, the person who had, a, had good fathers. I remember I went to a conference and in the session the, the presenter said, can anybody give a, give a word of their father? You know? And one, one guy stood up and said, he was an abuser. Another guy stood up and said, he never loved me. Another guy stood up and said, he was never there. And so all the negatives came out about men who had bad fathers. And you know what? The, then there was a guy that stood up, one, one guy stood up and said, my father was my best friend and hero. And everybody looked at the guy and said, wow. Everybody wished they had a father like that who, who, could, who, who could boldly say that my father was my friend and my hero. And it's almost like anything that he, he saw his, his dad doing, he wanted to do. So let us turn to um, this scripture. Let me find it again. It's, uh, oh man, I think I lost it from the notes. But it's in um, it's Galatians 5. No, 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 sorry. Not Galatians. That's where I make many mistakes. It's Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. Um, we talk about the whole armies. Um, Ephesians 6, yes. Let me bring it up. All right, I found it. Um, is there any faithful reader in the house? Um, Looking, anybody? Um, Ephesians 6, verse 13 to 18. Verse 13 to 18. Ephesians 6, verse 13 to 18. Thank you, thank you. Ephesians 6, verse 13 to 18. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet 
with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking up the shield of faith, which is with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, with being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen, amen. Awesome, we read. So we see the Lord wants us to put on some armor. And the armor that he, he gives us is, it represents a, a physical armor, how those guys will will be armored when they are going out to battle. Because we realize that the, the enemy is going out like a roaring lion. He is there trying to dissuade us, trying to stop us from doing God's will. But this armor is something that we have to put on. It's not the Lord putting this on for ourselves. We have to put this on. We have to be faithful to remember that we are in a warfare and it's it's daily. That the Lord, the, the enemy wants to discourage us. He wants us to feel as if when we pray, when we seek God. Because if anybody can understand, like, you can have an awesome day. Like you feel God lifting you up like you're, you're walking on air. Like you feel like, if you say, hey, the, the, the angels say, come in. And there's another day that you feel like you're, you're on the bottom of the scum of somebody's shoe, shoe bottom. Like you feel so beaten. You feel so trodden upon. And he said, Lord, what is this? Where does this come from? So we realize it's, it's, a, it's the, the enemy said, oh, um, sister, happy. Okay, let me send something to discourage her. And we have to be very strong that we don't succumb to these kind of afflictions. Because the Lord said, this is, this is what we're not supposed to do. After we have on the armor, there's another thing that he said that, um, we're supposed to do. We're supposed to pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kind of prayers and requests. And knowing that when we're doing this, that we have our brothers and sisters who are going through the same affliction. And that is another benefit that we, we have in the kingdom of God, that we know that when we pray, that we, we are there for one another. It's not a, because you say, when the army did, the, the armor didn't have anything for your back, as we, we understood, where somebody says, I have your back, you have mine. So I, I remember when, when David, I remember, well, I think it was David, um, no, it was Jonathan, no. Jonathan and his armor bearer, he said that they, they, they stood back to back and they fought off how many of the, the enemies at the time. And the thing that Jonathan, Jonathan said, said to his armor bearer was, um, are you with me? And he said, yes, sir. Like, wherever you go, I will go. 
And, and, and I can see even Ruth and Naomi said the same thing. She said, your God will be my God. So there was a, there was a covenant of, we're going to die together in this thing. Yeah. When they lock arms together and say, we're going to fight this enemy. And we, we, know, we know the encouragement that we have when we are fighting together. When we are doing, doing life together. Because we say, at one point, if it's not for the grace of God, we will be on the street. But when we know in, in, the, in, the, in the kingdom of God, we have somebody to call upon. And we, we, we kind of say, hey, just please pray. Because this is our feel. And sometimes the, the feeling is not real. It's something that we are experiencing. But we say, hey, we can call upon someone and say, hey, please pray about this issue. So we realize that we have to clothe ourselves with, with the armor, with the, 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 the goodness of God. And then I remember there was an experience with a lady that she was sick. And she said, if I could only touch his garment, I would be made whole. So for those who don't know, because we don't want to assume that everybody knows how to how to connect with God, how to, how to be close to God. We, we are here for you. Um, you can email us at newhorizonmin at gmail.com and you can text us at 469-333-0397. We will we'll actually make ourselves available for you because we will believe that people out there are going through hard times that people are struggling people are in a state of this uh, disarray and, and despair feeling like there is no hope but I want to encourage you that there is hope in God and God is good and we we as a body are living life together encourage each other to know that God is a good God to us so Thank you again for your time. Thank you for um, the moment to listen. And we pray that it was a blessing for those who have the, the opportunity to hear. And wherever you are, um, we, we want to pray for you right now. So we say, Father, thank you that you have given us your light, your word, your written word in which we can call upon. You have given us your precious Holy Spirit. And for those who haven't experienced a lot, we pray that you will lead them by your spirit. That you find them a good Bible-believing church. That you will show them the way of righteousness. That you will bring somebody alongside to explain the goodness of God to them. Because there are persons out there who are searching for God, but they don't know where to go. They don't know how. They don't know... They, there are a lot of persons who have never even set foot in a church or in an assembly of believers. But we pray that, Lord, we, when given the opportunity, that we will be, avail ourselves. Lord, I thank you that I was there for that sister who felt that way at that time. And I know there are others out there and other opportunities. Lord, we pray that we will never miss, that we will be so attentive to your spirit when your spirit tells us what to do. And that, Lord, we will trust and rely on you as we put on the armor every day. 
as we, we look and see your goodness because you're a good, good father. We pray for those who have lost loved one. We, we pray for those who are, who are suffering, who, even for the, 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 the guys in New Zealand who the guy came in and, and shoot up the place. Lord, it could be here. We, we, we heard of these disasters and that young lady who um, was a cycling um, champion at, at age 23, she committed suicide. And we heard about George Foreman's daughter at 42. Lord, those are young persons, Lord. So Lord, we come against it, the, the spirit of despair, the spirit, the spirit of hopelessness, to let people feel like they want to give up, they can't go on any further. Lord, when we come against the Lord, we pray that your spirit of love will be shed abroad in this earth. And Lord, we realize we are your hands and feet. We are the ones here to do your bidding. So Lord, we continue that you fill us with your spirit to do your work. That the enemy will never distract us anymore. The enemy will never make us feel like we have no worth or we have nothing to, to put into this earth. But Lord, you have given us your power. You have given us everything we need for life and godliness. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Lord. Fill us with joy. Let, let us see. Let, let people see us and ask us, how are you so joyful? And let us testify of your goodness. Let us tell them it's, it's only by the grace of God. Let, let me share with you the goodness of God that is going on in my life. And so they can be saved and they can come into the relationship. Because, Lord, if we don't have the joy, we cannot give it. So, Lord, fill us with your, with your joy. Fill us with, with things that we don't even understand. But, Lord, we thank you for your benefits in your spirit, in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, may the grace of God, the peace and presence of his Holy Spirit be with you and abide with you now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful week. And we pray, Lord, that your goodness will be upon, upon your people. We pray that, Lord, as believers, we will re reflect you in this earth. That we'll put on the, 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 the righteousness. we put on joy. we put on peace. we put on patience. we put on love. That people see your goodness in us, through us, and because of your love. So have a wonderful week. Be blessed.